What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia Podcast. It is Thursday, December 9th. We got a great Thursday night game to start week 14 between the only teams in the league not to be able to beat the Detroit Lions. So uh, with that being said, week 14 is a very big week for the playoffs. Either you're in, you're trying to get in, or you're just sitting back, relaxing, and enjoying football. Uh, so whether you're listening in any three of those phases, thanks for joining us. So uh, without further ado, Keenan, Eric, what's going on, guys? How are you tonight? I'm ready. I'm ready for this week. I, it was crazy. I was talking to um, one of our other buddies, Dan Dan Snyder. He and we were talking before this last week started, and I did not even realize that all of our leagues are going to have one more week before playoffs. So we were sitting there for like three days straight, saying, "Oh, this has to happen. Oh, this has to happen." And then it was everything that was happening during the games, and after we were like, "Oh yeah, we're both neither of us are pizza boy," and then we we're like, "Oh wait, there's another week." <laughs> But is, there, Tony, I, is Tony about to be Pizza Boy two years in a row? Oh, I hope so. No, I think it's – I don't know. I think it might be Matt. It's going to be close. Oh, you're mute. You're muted. So in our main league, the uh, the last place of the regular season has to buy pizza for everybody at the following draft. And that was my idea two years ago. And, of course, I was the first person to have to do it. Uh, but, no, this week there's four of us. We all have the same record, and all four of us are playing against each other, ironically. So I, think, I have to yeah. I have to double check how the points are actually looking up, but it's going to be really close. Uh, no, I I I probably had what I thought to be the best roster I've almost ever had in this league, and because I won it twice. But uh, no, I injuries just. We're going to talk about them a little bit more because obviously last week was horrible. The whole season's been horrible, but injuries are just taking a toll. Uh, but one more thing, yeah, I, I've seen a lot on Twitter of a lot of leagues that are forgetting that they may not have started the playoffs this week and either they're not realizing that it's next week or like you said, forgetting that they're not out of the playoffs and they have one more week uh, of excitement. But that was a big debate is should you push it, the championship from week 16 to week 17 uh, with that additional to. game. And well, there's still, I still have a few leagues that didn't. Um, what would you, you say? Most of your leagues did. Yeah. There's a bye weeks this week. You can't have playoffs. Yeah, no, there's there a DDCL then. Um, you're in that one. Yeah, that uh, one didn't. Um, there's a few. I didn't even know it didn't. But I, I think a lot of people are just nervous. They're trying to see just how this first year plays out with with the extra weeks. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a big thing. And and at that time of decision making, um, there's you know, there's the bye weeks were there. There's a lot of big names on buy on buys this week. I imagine being yeah. in the playoffs and not having Jonathan Taylor. Your yeah, first, indeed. your your <laughs> the first number one. Pick. Yeah, the yeah. RB one right now. Yeah, is is not there. So yeah. it's Indy, Philadelphia, New England, and Miami. So it's not just Jonathan Taylor. There's a bit of them. Uh, again, we will talk about in a moment. But I have a uh, I have a friend who runs. He's a commissioner of the league, and he did not want to, you know, change it from week 16. And he has Jonathan Taylor and Carson Wentz this week, and he's facing against me in the playoffs. Karma sucks. That's all I gotta yeah. say. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, and I uh, I, I mean I should, he- I should demolish. I mean, I guess there's like a strategy involved then. If you're if you're drafting and you're and you know that Taylor, for example, is going to be out week one of the playoffs, do you draft them then? Yeah, you can't think about that there because I, I mean he's but, the reason you're even in that position. I know you yeah, can't think about it, but you can't think about it. But like you, you kind of it's in the back of your mind then. Yeah, it's like Delvin Cook last year when he got injured the last couple of weeks and Madison had to come in during the championship and. We might have had that same scenario this uh, this year, 
Uh, but you mentioned the bye weeks. We have Carson Wentz, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard, Damian Harris, Tua, Miles Gaskin, and Jalen Waddle all on bye weeks. Uh, now, not all of those players are necessarily game changers, but there are a few on there that are. Uh, and like you just said, Keenan, it's, you know, you can't have the playoffs this week, but, you know, you might be in a position where, where you still need to get a win and you don't have that Jonathan Taylor or any of those guys this week. So we're going to discuss some of those players that you should have added during the waivers, or maybe you did, or, you know, who maybe could be some good late additions, because uh, I want to say this list of injured players or potentially injured players is almost 15 deep. You got a couple of COVID issues with the Chargers uh, and and Mark Ingram. So uh, we're glad Elvin Kamara was going to be playing this week. Um, but let's let's kind of jump into into what, what we're looking at this week here, Keenan. Uh, you got Delvin Cook, who they said is playing right now, is we're obviously watching. He doesn't look too injured. Crazy that he came back. Uh, but Allen's out. I don't understand how every year this guy has a season-ending injury somehow and then is playing two weeks later. 11 days ago, he dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Imagine if you dislocated your shoulder, Eric. He'd be out for seven months. Hey, Another two more months. <laughs> Probably nine months. Yeah. <laughs> He's I, like I, a little hard boiled egg, man. Yeah, yeah I, I'd milk that uh, that rehab. Yeah, he yeah. He, he sure didn't. <laughs> he did. He wants to get I back know, to work, make his millions. <laughs> uh, but but so many players. Uh, I, I'm trying to even figure out who we should start talking with on this you know list. Not that. Yeah, you're seeing it. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't even want to talk about this list. We, we got something more important to talk about. Tell me, We're, we need an Austin Eckler apology from you. Oh goodness, That's I right. don't know, you man. Did promise one. I promised one. Yeah, we have, we had a couple um, malfunctions, some illnesses going on the last few weeks, so I couldn't get an apology in after Austin Eckler has been killing it. Um, I mean, I guess I will consider myself an Austin Eckler apologist. Um. I just, I don't know. He wasn't a top five guy to me. And and this season, before going into the season, I talked about the chance that, you know, he could be doing really well this year uh, as as he actually is right now. I want to say, what, he's RB3? He was RB3. I don't, he might be RB4 now. But, but I mean, there was a lot of injuries. Oh, he missed that field goal. Didn't yeah, I apologize. Him. I apologize to Austin. He is, he is currently RB3. Uh, yeah. But he's doing exactly what he should be doing. He's actually probably being underutilized this year um, compared to what Herbert – you know, how Herbert's had his ups and downs. Yeah. Um, no, RB2. RB2 by, oh, wow, 35 points. Handily. But uh, he is well behind Jonathan Taylor. How many points is he behind Taylor? Uh, 48, but Taylor has a game in hand. So. Oh, big big game um, coming out from Eckler today, so, this week. Yeah, big big game from <laughs> Eckler against Cincinnati. <laughs> um, so, so, because especially, like we mentioned, the, the COVID issues with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, it sounds like Mike Williams – Hopefully he has a chance to play because uh, he is vaccinated. Um, he just has to keep showing negative tests as he's done. Are you playing Mike Williams? Are you trusting Mike Williams? Um, potentially going to be that number one target. That's a question for you. Herbert. I'm going to be playing him in a league. <sighs> okay, in, so is he wide receiver two for you? Is he wide receiver two for you? Does he see 10 targets? It is, wait, Keenan Allen's out, right? So at the moment he's out. There's a chance, though, that both of them can play. I mean, just obviously, if Keenan Allen's in, you're, you you know. Let's just not, go right he, now he, as if Allen wasn't. What, if what Allen's was out, then definitely. If Allen's out, I'm definitely 
he's a wide receiver two for me, hundred percent with the with the upside of a wide receiver one. What happened? All right, so then, who am I going? He stopped getting targets. You know, he, he was doing really well. He started out hot in the season. Uh, and then it just in Herbert too. He's he's very much connected to Herbert. Keen Allen can still do well if Herbert doesn't have a great game. But Mike Williams has a tough time to do that. Uh, you know he had a great forty five yard catch last week, which started right in the beginning to get him hot. So Eric, would you rather take again, assuming Keenan Allen's not going to play, Tyler Lockett or Mike Williams? Mike Williams. Mm, Keenan, DJ Moore, or Mike Williams. Mike Williams, and I, and I hate that Big E is a. Uh, Tyler Lockett hater recently. It makes me so mad. I mean, I'm not going to lie, though. I pretty much nailed the head on Lockett. When we were, I mean, because we, I made a few try, I traded him away in a couple leagues this offseason, and everyone was telling me, I was oh, one of the better Oh, no, he's going to be great, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I said, yeah, he's going to be great for a couple games. I mean, I, I, I haven't even looked at his stats recently but i mean i'll pull him up quick and see but i i know he had a couple good a couple good weeks in the beginning of the season and then he wasn't scoring touchdowns and then he started and then he got one last week finally yeah Um, uh, but he's getting yards a couple weeks past couple weeks he has been having some good weeks but um i am like i said i'm still gonna go i mean he's williams or him right he's got last yeah last uh, Allen's out i'm taking mike williams Last five five out of four weeks, he's had really good output. Five Lockett. out of four weeks. Four out of five. It's talented. Four out of five. 19, <laughs> 19, 12, 15, and 26, and then he had a, a five-pointer. Five but, um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean that, that whole offense has kind of struggled. I mean, you know, uh, Russell's been out in and out of the lineup. He had that, was a wrist injury or whatever. I mean, but have you guys looked at DK Metcalf's numbers? I was just about to ask you what your thoughts I mean, about Metcalf because yeah, it's it's been a rough, 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 real rough season for him. I mean, he's getting targets. He's last three out of four weeks, he's gotten eight, eight or more target or eight targets um, at least. Um, but he's just not getting the receptions, and and he hasn't had a touchdown in five weeks now. Um, yeah, I made a I made a trade for him. We're gonna discuss later with the mafia market. This is why this is why last year when DK was going off, I said AJ Brown is the better wide receiver. AJ Brown hasn't showed it yet, but I still think AJ Brown will end up being a better not not just a fantasy wide receiver, but I think he'll be a better overall wide receiver, um, NFL wide receiver. Um I, I just think DK has those games where he has two touchdowns, has ten receptions, and then disappears for two or three games. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's more of an offense thing because Tyler Lockett likes to disappear too. Um, but I mean, well, that was the big thing was last year was Lockett had 100 catches, and we talked about that in the off season. They talked about that in the off season how they were planning on on throwing shorter passes. So they drafted Dwayne Eskridge, who hasn't done too much, but he's more of a slot receiver, uh, and exactly what Metcalf is still going to continue to be is down the field threat. But, you know, we had the rumors that came out a couple days ago that Wilson would waive his no-trade clause for a few teams, New Orleans, Chicago, and the Giants, and the Eagles. I believe um, Wilson also came out and denied those. Yeah, so the reporter isn't a full, like, NFL reporter, 
but he is somebody who does seem to know people in the NFL, has been right in the past. Uh, but yeah, Wilson obviously came out, you know, as he's still with the Seahawks playing in the season, trying to fight for the playoffs, came out and said, those aren't true. But, uh, you know what I say? Something to keep an eye. It's been a year. You know what I say about rumors? There's a truth to every rumor. There's definitely a truth to it because it's not like it just came out of nowhere. I mean, yeah. it was talked about in the offseason. Um, but I got to be honest. But I mean, with a team that's been to the two Super Bowls with Russell Wilson, I, I just I and and one I, I just I, and now he has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. They have a good offense, and he wants to leave, or at least there's rumors that he wants to leave. It's just <coughs> you're a very poorly run organization if you're going to let a guy like that get away. Well, I mean, they haven't done anything since his rookie contract with him. Oh, so would you, yeah. would you, if you're, what do you mean? They, they just haven't done anything with him. Like after you, the Legion of boom left, they, yeah, they, they haven't really done much oh, defensively yeah. to help I, him I, out. Not even defensively. Have they made it? Have they made it to the NFC championship game since then? Or how many playoff games has, wait, I have to look it up. How many playoff games has Russell Wilson won since, since getting beat by Tom Brady in, in his second Super Bowl? Yeah. Still, uh, it's gotta be none. I think he's won the playoffs possibly twice. Yeah. I mean, at that point, if you're Russell Wilson, you're like, I'm, He's watching. He even said it after the Super Bowl, where he went to the game with um, his wife, and he saw Tom Brady playing at that level. He said that he wants to be the next Tom Brady, where he pay, plays in his forties. If he feels like the Seahawks aren't doing him any favors, not just, not just you know defensively, but I mean, besides DK Metcalf, have they really put any anybody around him? Chris Carson is he? He's a good running back. I mean, but they was a, he was a late draft pick. I mean, it's yeah. not like they were going out and, and hoping. And Tyler Lockett. Was also a late draft pick, I believe. Um, I think it was around two or three. But yeah, yeah it's, 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 they got to fix something or they're going to lose it. But, but then, back every time we, we even talked about it last year, how it's time to let take the handcuffs off, off Tyler or off Russell Wilson. Let him let him run that offense. Let him, you know, um, you know, what, what, what's his nickname? Unlimited. Uh, uh, yeah, Mr. Unlimited. Mr. Unlimited, let him. Have heard that in a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just. I feel like Pete Carroll has put put handcuffs on him, and 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 I I believe the rumors. Maybe I don't. I don't believe that he wants to go to the Giants because the Giants are are a, a mess. But New Orleans, Philly, those big are market. Good, yeah, yeah those big are, market. Denver. Uh, so sticking into the division here with the NFC West, uh, Cooper Cup. Popped up in the injury report today. Um, nothing too concerning, it seems. But Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle, I want to talk about. So Daryl Henderson's got his quad injury. He's questionable, but it sounds like he's going to play. But McVay came out earlier today and said Sony Michelle has carved out and solidified a permanent role for himself. So we got problems, guys, with the potential playoffs coming through. Uh, so you have Daryl Henderson who replaced Cam Akers. You got Sony Michelle who replaced Daryl Henderson. What's going on right now? What are your beliefs moving forward? Sony Michelle look good. I've had him on my bench all season in a few leagues for him to finally pay off. I actually played him last year. Or um, oh yeah, last, last year. Last year was a was a great year for him. No, uh, no, no last week I played him, but I'm I'm worried because I hate. I, well, first of all, it makes me excited about my Cam Akers shares because it's clear and obvious Daryl Henderson to this point in the season has not solidified his his role going forward. Um, but yeah, I'm worried about my Henderson shares. Luckily, a couple of them have Sony Michelle too. I picked him up, um, but it's, it's not good. Well, 
you said exactly what I was going to say was that they never committed to Daryl Henderson after Akers got injured. It was not like Daryl's the guys, you know, we're going to figure it out who it was. Uh, they had Malcolm Brown. They, you know, they sent him away and they still didn't commit to him when they added Sony. So the whole season, they haven't said positive things. And yes, you're right, Eric, for this to happen, Sony to get in. And one game is all it took for McVeigh to say, Hey, Sony's got a role. It's a big issue. Now, let me ask you though: Is it a big issue to where you think it's a 50-50 split? Did Sony take it over? Is he is he going to see fifteen touches still? Sony, is that possible? Is it going to be? Um, a headache? I think he's definitely going to be a headache. I think the good thing is though, between Sony and Henderson, there's also a very good chance one of them is going to be injured at some point in time. Um, so that's why I would just definitely at this point recommend try to have both of them if you can. Um, try to keep one on your bench if you're able to. Um, but I think he's going to be a headache somewhere. It's someone that could, if he continues to play how he's played, um, you know, obviously he has to, you know, he has to hold up how he's been playing. Um, he's definitely a threat to get 10 to 15 touches a game. It's a good, it's a good headache for McVeigh to have. It's not a good headache for fancy owners. But I also, I still, in this whole situation, I think the biggest takeaway is I think your cam maker shares are safe. So that's that's good for 2022. Now for right now, 2021 in the playoffs, uh, they have Arizona, Seattle, Minnesota, then Baltimore for the championship. So the next three weeks are kind of good for the running back. Who is it, and are you starting them? Keenan, we'll start with you. Who, who's the starter for the Rams moving forward, and are you going to start them in not starting either fantasy of them. matches? I'm not, this week? I'm not. I'm not starting either of them. If they're both healthy, I'm not starting them because I. You can't you can't get a read on the offense. But if 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 one is out and the other one's playing, you gotta start them, I think. Yeah. So mo- add, more I'll so him. it's I'm... too it's too much of a risk in my opinion. If it was like a regular season game and you needed a I mean it, it all depends on your team, really. If you if you need well, it, most likely you haven't needed Michelle or had to have Michelle, or you could have yeah. picked him up on waivers. So there's a good shot you have other options to go through. But okay. So All right, let me hold on. Let me take a quick look here because Sony Michelle had three catches last week. Henderson's been getting the work two of the passing games, so I'm not really sure which one of them will probably lead it. But let's say that Henderson doesn't play because I wouldn't be surprised if they do rest him to get better. Um, Would you play Kamara or Sony Michelle? Kamara. Kind of questions that was that easy? Yeah, I, you know Taysom Hill is coming in. Oh, you don't know do how that. it's gonna. I, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm not so yeah. sure no. that Kamara is gonna continue to be that top five running back that we were all hoping for. Oh, That's one of those good. I would just absolutely hate myself if I sat Kamara over Sony Michelle. Yeah, and maybe someone Sony was worried about the injury. All right, I would Josh rather Jacobs. put my chips on Kamara there. Josh Jacobs right. or Sony Michelle? That's a better one. Um. I'm still going Jacobs with, yeah, especially with Drake being injured. Uh, so Melvin Gordon might be coming back. Javante Williams or Sony Michelle? Oh, Javante speak- Williams. Oh man, did you guys see him this past week? I would love to talk about. Did him. you see tell him? Me, tell me first. Tell me who no. you're going to start. I'll Eric take said Javante. I'll take Javante. Wait, is this with Henderson not playing? So this is with Henderson not playing, and assuming and Gordon said he he uh, probably is playing. So. I really. I mean, I mean, if Henderson's out and Gordon's it, playing, then I'd maybe go. I agree with you guys. With if, Sony, if Henderson plays, you can't trust Sony. 
you probably didn't need to use him at all this whole season, so there's no reason to just uh, jump up and half use him. I mean, I mean, yes, with the injuries though, you might be forced to use him, so you're probably how about not. how about Pollard, healthy Pollard, with a healthy Zeke? Do you start him, Sony or Pollard? I'm worried about Zeke this week with Washington. I'm wor- a little bit worried, so I, I would probably go with uh, with Michelle. I'll be honest; I might even take Michelle either way. Um, Michelle with without Henderson, Henderson. With or without him, I'm, I'm probably going to start him over Pollard. But that's probably oh, yeah. Pollard, Pollard, Pollard might not even might, play. Pollard might be done for the year. That's, yeah, that, that's, that's, oh, that's, did they say I, the year now? I well, thought no, it was just so I'm questionable. Just say no, it's just but... it's just by prediction. I uh, the, the yeah, so he injured injury, his foot. Yeah, I mean that's you know you know those with running backs. You need you need your feet to uh, run, right? <laughs> if you're not crawling, man. If you're, if you're not crawling, that's that's probably right. <laughs> but. Um, it, can we, can we talk so, about – did you see yeah. the last play of the first half? The, I think – who's the quarterback? Bridgewater? He, like, gunned it down the field, and Javante Williams somehow caught it. Like he a 30-yard catch, yeah. It was – I I don't want to say I've never seen a running back do that, but it was pretty impressive. I'm like, holy hell, who is this guy? Was that was the really one good. they had to make the, the catch on the sideline? No, it was, like, in the middle no. of the field. It was in the I middle of the field. I don't, I don't know why they were – I don't even know – one, I don't even know why they ran a play. Because they mm-hmm. weren't in field goal range, they had no timeouts. It was bizarre um, to risk an injury, but he he caught that. I thought it was like Jerry Judy. I'm like, oh, I'm like, holy hell, look at that! Look at that. <laughs> it was Javante Williams, but he he looked he looked great. He, He's gonna be amazing. I, yeah, a lot of a lot of people, a lot of truthers. I know, uh, I know, Jeremy Popolars is a big Javante truther. He had a week last week. Speaking of Jeremy Popolars, my man came up with a came up with an offer this past week. He Ooh. wants he wants Javante Williams real bad. He's like, would you take Zeke? Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, hell no. Would you take Derrick Henry for Javante Williams? I said, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are. I I have him in uh in a league as well, and I'm I'm getting a lot of offers for Javante yeah. Williams. Um, even before last week, so uh, even more so, the offers I turned down have have certainly increased, uh, rightfully so. But um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for him. Is is he going to be a top five running back for you in dynasty? Because I think he might have shown enough that they'll get rid of Gordon. But even even with Gordon, it might become it de- a. It depends on the off season what happens there. There's a lot of questions. I their coach is going to get fired. They they might have a new quarterback, new offensive coordinator. Let's I I, I got to see all that before I go top five. I agree with Keenan. However. He was my number one running back coming out before the NFL draft, and I absolutely love him. Um, I think he's fantastic, and I think there's a very, very, very good chance that Denver gets a very good quarterback uh, during the offseason, which I think is only obviously good for the offense and very good for Javonta Williams, providing Melvin Gordon is gone. Or do you know what's Gordon's was, contract even look like? Uh, look you just reminded me, Russell Wilson. I said Chicago is one of his landing spots. It is Denver's the other one, not Chicago. So well, and Aaron Rodgers could go there. To go to uh, Denver. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm saying. I I think there's a very good chance that Denver lands a very good quarterback, especially with Sutton, Judy there, Fant, Javonta Williams. I mean, their defense is still good without Von Miller. Um, yeah, it's yeah. they're gonna be good. So Gordon's coming back, so Javante's a little tougher. Uh, so you're kind of losing another running back that you had a chance to to help me get maybe get some more success. Uh, who are some players you guys have been adding since waivers have gone over now 
is there anybody on the, on the wire that you're checking out that you still might be able to have an impact this week or you're trying to fill in over some well, other he, players you might have? He's a Gordon is a UFA next year. Eric. Oh, yeah, so they're going to let him walk. Yeah, it was a two-year deal when he signed. Yeah. Um, yeah, after what Williams has shown, I mean, it only makes sense for them to let him walk. Um, but with, speaking um, to Antonio, uh, two guys I just picked up in a waiver that I have to play this week that I'm not super excited about, but I'm hoping for something decent is Mike Davis and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Um, yeah, I, I'm very thin because of injuries and stuff. Um and the waiver wire all year has been extremely thin. So um, MVS could put up a good week. Obviously, he's always a threat for those, you know, deep touchdowns and hoping Mike Davis falls in the end zone. So, well, I, I guess I you picked, answered one. Oh, sorry. I picked up Mike, I picked up Mike Davis in, in a league this week, just in case. I th- That's so sad. I, what happened have to, to him? I have to say that to get into, well, him yeah. and just to say to ha- have to get into that, you know, they're playing against Carolina. Um, back to MVS real quick though, Eric, because you kind you might have answered already. Did you have a chance? So if it was between Lazard or MVS, you're you're going MVS for that opportunity. Probably, yeah. Um, to play Chicago, I don't think Lazard was an option. But um, oh, okay. What yeah, I don't. I don't think I saw him. Um, but I would definitely think about it. Uh, that'd be close. I, I I didn't have the option, but. Um, it would definitely be close, but I, I mean, MVS has been playing pretty good. So, uh, Keenan, so Harris, uh, Deontay Harris over with New Orleans got suspended for his, you know, vaccination card. Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway, Marquez Callaway's probably roster, but what about Traquan Smith? Are you feeling anything with him? Um, he's had a few, uh, what do you have? I think he had seven targets, uh, last week. So, do you think he has an opportunity with Taysom Hill? Put up, uh, some decent numbers? I don't know. What do you, I, I have no idea. I, I that whole offense is is a mystery to me. Um, with yeah, Kamara coming back, he got Hill. Hill is just a wild card. I, I don't know. I, no, I'm gonna say no. Let's just say that. That's probably that's probably the safest answer. You don't want to have to rely on. It. I, it, it, that's that's what we're doing though. We're literally you're you're literally grabbing from like like scraping from the bottom of the barrel, man. Like it's just. It's what just about, coming right up. You got to try what about and find like Kevin Coleman. What about LaVishka? Uh, LaVishka, yeah, he, he's going to be tough, um, but he has a good opportunity and a good matchup. You know, he um, doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have a touchdown this year. Yeah. You know, you're just, you're spoiling, you're spoiling the future. Uh, we're going to go through here, which probably will just lead us into it. But yeah, he's got Tennessee matchup against Tennessee. It's they're the 31st worth worse, uh, I believe against the pass. Um, I don't know. I want him to, they don't use him at all. I mean, they're talking about taking James Robinson off the field. Like Trevor Lawrence shouldn't have to come through and have to say that in Week 14. It's just, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. what what they're doing over there. Um, but I had to start Lavisca in a league. He's one of my flexes. Um, you know, so I'm, I'm hoping for an opportunity to end up as a wide receiver three. Maybe he finally gets that touchdown he hasn't had all year. You know they have one passing touchdown in six games. Yeah. Do you know who has that passing touchdown? It's uh he. Austin, uh, Tavon Austin, Tavon Austin, yeah. Only, only, only person to have a, a receiving touchdown for Jacksonville in six weeks. They're throwing um, the ball forty-two times, twenty-five times, thirty-five times, twenty-eight times, fifty-four times. You don't have a freaking touchdown. Yeah, look, something's got to happen in Jacksonville, or 
Trevor Lawrence's career is going to just unfortunately plummet, but I can't imagine Urban Meyer is going to be staying there too much longer. Hey, um, you know, pay him all this money not to coach. It's, they maybe, have to do something. Maybe, maybe he could be a janitor or something. <laughs> uh, Deonta Foreman or Donatra Hilliard were probably added. Uh, so keep an eye out for Tevin Coleman and Khalil Herbert. Uh, Tevin Coleman with the Jets. He has a concussion, I believe, right now. Um, but we know Michael Carter is not playing. So they're going to need to be putting some kind of a, a warm-blooded body on the field. So keep an eye on Tevin Coleman. Khalil Herbert, uh, Dave Montgomery's got a limited practice in, but there's a chance he may not play against Green Bay. Um, so Khalil can uh, can possibly do some good work for them. He's He showed well when uh, Montgomery was gone. So, all right, Keenan, seeing as yeah. how you, heard, you jumped a little ahead there. So there are there's a list of players that I have that have not scored a touchdown. Yeah, in 2021, some prominent names. So uh, I was going to ask, this is probably the wrong week to do so, but, I mean, if you should even have them rostered anymore, because <laughs> even though it may be the wrong week to ask, it might be the right week because they literally haven't done anything. They have just been a name, haven't really been able to get a touchdown, uh, and they've struggled. So Cole Komet, still no touchdown, played 12 games so far. He's, he's, a, he's, had, a, he's had a couple big games, though, reception-wise. Yeah, he he came out a few weeks ago and was able to get some catches and yards the, yeah, with Justin Fields. With Justin Fields, I would keep him because Fields is coming back. Yeah, very true. Uh, so Chenault, we just talked about, he is definitely worth rostering this week. Uh, after this week, though, you can probably drop him again if you're just trying to get through some of the buys uh, and the injuries. Um, Miles Sanders has not scored a touchdown yet. He's definitely not someone we're going to drop, but I just wanted to put that in there because that's crazy. Don't get me started with the Philadelphia. Eagles. I know. Um, Kenny Galladay, are you rostering him? He still has no touchdown in nine games. Uh, who's who's playing quarterback? Is it is it Glenn? So it's going to be Glenn in this week, but yeah. just in general, even with Daniel Jones, no touchdown. Uh, yeah, really playing well. I think he has a better chance of getting a touchdown with, with Mike Glennon at quarterback than Daniel Jones. Honestly, yeah, he could lean on Galladay. That's that's a good point. Uh, Kadarius Tony, same thing. He, he probably shouldn't be rostered. I don't even know if I'll have to consider him a fill-in this week. Uh, Rashad Bateman has not scored a touchdown yet. He he started off first three games, was was doing really well, and then the last three games just tapered off, not getting a lot of targets at all. What What's going on with Rashad Bateman? Are you guys even keeping him? That whole offense. Can you been, trust him? The whole offense yeah. you can't trust, really. Um, What's it been like? Six games they've scored under twenty points or four less, games? Less than twenty points, six games yeah. in a row, or four games in a row, or something like that. I forget what the stat is. Um, the only really one, yeah, no, five out no, six games. You can't even trust Lamar right now, honestly, in that offense. You, the only person that, that you can really trust and rely on is Mark Andrews. Just that's how that's how bad that whole team has been. But no, you can't keep you can't keep Bateman on, on your team if you if you could pick up maybe I don't know who. I I don't know. Like if Kendrick Bourne is available, would who, who would you rather have on your team, Bourne or or? Yeah, I think you have to go with Bourne. You're right. Yeah. Like he's actually getting the targets. He's performing well. Last week was an anomaly with that. Or you know, Josh Snow, Josh Reynolds. He's him and Goff have a little connection going. The last I'm couple weeks. Brown. Yeah, I mean, around sixteen fancy points, eleven fancy points. He's getting targets. Yeah, hopefully Bateman's more of a 2022 guy, but yeah. for 2021, you really can't trust him. Uh, Jerry Judy came back. He still hasn't scored a touchdown yet. Um, Bridgewater was looking a little – he scored a touchdown in his career yet? Yeah, he's got a couple of those. 
Uh, so, so do you trust Jerry Judy? Because Cortland Sutton is something else, man. You, you, I, I, I dropped him. I can't keep him on my roster anymore. It's sad to deal with. I'll let Eric handle this one. Eric, what are you doing with Judy and Sutton for the rest of the season? Are you keeping Sutton on your roster, and can you trust Judy to start? Um, I mean, you're definitely keeping Sutton. Like I was just talking about not long ago, there's very slim pickings on the uh, waiver wire. Uh, so I don't think you can really drop him, especially Sutton. He, uh, I believe he had an end zone target, and he almost had a touchdown last week too. So it's kind of tough. Um, and kind of the same with Judy. Um, you know, it is what it is. They don't got much at quarterback this year, but at the same time, they're talented enough to where they're probably going to give you a better option than anything you can find on the wire right now. Like, can Sutton get the opportunity? Absolutely. But he hasn't had more than 11 points since week seven. Teddy Bridgewater's not looking good. Jerry Judy's back. Javante Williams is breaking out. I don't know. I, I understand keeping him on your roster. Um, now, who but- are you dropping him for? Oh, who did I drop him for? I think I dropped him for Chenault, actually. Uh, I mean, I guess there's Chenault's on there. Yeah, I had to play him, but uh, he's just he's taken up my roster. Um, him and AJ Green, I had to drop AJ Green too. So get rid of him if you haven't. But um, are you so? Can you trust Jerry Judy at least as a wide receiver three or a flex, especially against no. Detroit this week? Uh yeah, I guess against Detroit. No, you can't. A quarterback play is just I don't know. Imagine if they get a good quarterback next year. Yeah, Jerry Judy led the league in air yards last year. It's all, all can Tim be pa- our Tim second Patrick, was in the air yards. Tim Patrick in the slot, Judy and uh, Sutton on the on the outside. Um, Noah Fant could be man. If wishes were fishes, right? Um, okay, so that was a few of those players we did just. What about Adrian Peterson? What did he get? I think he got two uh, two goal line carries last week. Yeah, he got a touchdown. He had a touchdown. He had 11 rushes, only 16 yards, but he had a touchdown. <laughs> <laughs> that That is what matters. I mean, they committed to him, and that's the thing. So, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about possibly starting uh, like Mike Davis, uh, go for Adrian Peterson. Um, you know, you don't have to deal with that. So, we're dealing with a few guys that you're talking about dropping or don't even know if we could trust them. What about a few other guys that might be turning out to be some league winners potentially? Because – you know, I looked at the last four weeks. You know, a lot of people like to look at the season and quarters. It, it's, it's helpful. And we got four games coming up uh, next. So as you're looking at that, you know, some things that stood out, Javante Williams, but we just talked about him. And he also has a really good schedule uh, for the rest of the fancy playoffs. So hopefully him and Gordon could figure it out or they just let him take the reins. Uh, but Antonio Gibson, guys, second in running back touches the last four weeks. RB7 overall, but it's only because he doesn't have as many touchdowns. Do you think he could be someone that's going to be a league winner? Because he was, uh, to be kind, uh, an underperformer for like the first, you know, seven, eight weeks. And now he's really turned things around. Washington's giving him the ball, even though McKissick was injured. But I think that they're showing that they want to keep Gibson involved. So he has a lot of good options, actually, in Washington now, getting the catches and, and the rushes. So what are your thoughts on Antonio Gibson, guys? Uh, do you think he could be a top five running back the rest of the season and, and get some fantasy championships for, play, for people? I mean, I mean, if he keeps getting 19 carries or more, like he has the last four games, absolutely. And that's and that's what you need. You need you need, you need need touches. And if he's getting the ball 20 times a game, you got, that's your league winner right there. 
Just need him to score a couple touchdowns, man. He, he, even without touchdowns, guy is putting up fantasy points. He is, yeah. And they, and they, they end with the NFC East. They play yeah. Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly. So he obviously knows what he's going to be facing against for yeah. the next four weeks. He's going to be familiar with them. And uh, they're going to change any game plan that they have to adjust to after the first two games. So uh, Antonio Gibson's definitely been the workhorse. 21-plus uh, points three of the last four weeks. Um, so he, he is a good opportunity to win you some leagues. Eric, why don't you talk to me real quick about Elijah Moore because you loved him coming into the year. Um, I Well, of the three of us, you kind of liked him the most. And and I just told you guys I made a trade for him that we'll talk about later. But wide receiver six the last four weeks with Zach Wilson, combination of the Jets. What are you thinking with him? Yeah, I mean, Fantastic I think he's definitely – Yeah, as long as, you know, as long as Zach Wilson can stay healthy um, – yeah, I, you know, I think he's going to keep it up. They're going to obviously build a great connection, I think. You know, they're both rookies, so they're both going to be around for at least the next couple of years. You know, and, you know, they're going to build a very good um, chemistry together, same similar to, like, Dak and CeeDee Lamb in, in Dallas. Um, and they're both extremely talented. I had Elijah Moore as my third wide receiver, um, you know, coming into this year, so. Guy's extremely talented. A lot of people slept on him this year. Um, if you grabbed him in the second round, you know, congratulations. You're, you're going to have a great wide receiver for the next couple of years. Oh, for a long time, probably the next decade. Yeah, he that was my biggest worry was Zach Wilson um, and the quarterback play for him, but it hasn't seemed to matter the last month. Uh, out of all the top, out of all of the top wide receivers in the league, he is second only behind Stephon Diggs in target share over the last month, at just over 30%. Uh, and I believe, if I'm just double checking my other the other stat I heard correctly, was that uh, Justin Jefferson is the only other player that has a higher air yardage target share over the last four weeks. So uh, Elijah Moore is getting he's getting the targets, he's showing the production, uh, he's getting the touchdowns, and he's helping keep he's helping keep keep the Jets relevant. They have New Orleans, Miami, Jacksonville, and Tampa Bay uh, for the rest of the fantasy playoffs. All top seven matchups, and then you got Tampa Bay. So, uh, you know, 27 and 31 and 20 points in three out of his last five weeks. He's doing really well. Keep your eye out for Elijah Moore. So if you got him, you're in good lucks. Keenan, Russell Gage. We hate the man. We hate Russell Gage. Two goose eggs this year. But I don't know, dude, the last three weeks, 10, 18, and 22 points has a it's nice fantasy playoff. It's because I dropped them in, in, in your dynasty league. <laughs> it's literally it. And it's – it's uh, it's crazy to me. Um, but it went from wide receiver, I think it was 104, to uh, wide receiver 20 the last four weeks. Of course he did. Uh, why why wouldn't he? Why, why wouldn't he? Yeah. But um, I don't blame gonna, you though. Is he gonna keep it up? You know he gets Carolina, San Francisco, Detroit, and then Buffalo in the championship, and that's a um, a team without Trey. Uh, white for Buffalo. So I think he will keep it up. I think teams are going to continue to focus on Kyle Pitts. Uh, and then Russell Gage is just being the benefactor. And he was getting some targets earlier in the season, but now he's actually producing on it. So uh, I'm I'm excited for him. He's got at least seven targets in four of the last five weeks. Finally had a 100-yard game last week. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm finally excited for some uh, – maybe not this week against Carolina. But I think against uh, San Francisco, Detroit, and Buffalo, Russell Gage might be able to do well. Yeah, we'll see. I can see a couple more goose eggs there. I I can see him too, but 
it's we'll see we'll see how he's been. Um, Eric or Keenan, I'm sorry, Deontay Johnson. Talk about Deontay Johnson, my man. That's my man. I can't believe you traded him and didn't discuss it, discuss him with me. But uh, I mean, man, he even if he even if he doesn't find find the end zone, he's still getting his receptions, which which is amazing. Um, he finished what wide receiver five, eleven, and and two last three weeks. He's not having a good start today, but I mean, I see him keeping it up, man. And Big Ben, Big Ben is slinging. He. He looks like he looks like Big Ben from 2007, guys, but not really. But but no, <laughs> but seriously, I I think I I said it I said it to you guys in the past. I think Deontay Johnson's one of the more talented wide receivers in the league. I think he's more talented than Ceedee Lamb. Call me crazy. Um, I think if you had a, a quarterback like Dak Prescott who threw 50 times and Deontay Johnson was targeted 10, 10 times a game, I think you would I think he would get more respect that he's getting. Um, but I love Deontay Johnson, man. Yeah, it's t- he's one one finish outside the top thirty the whole year, and it was week yeah. one. And that's so that's what a, that's what a, that's what a struggling offense too. That is that is you, and that's, you know what I mean. And in an offense that has an uh, that has Najee Harris in the backfield that tries to feature him, even though they can't run the ball, um, they still give Najee Harris his touches. And then that's also a a very talented wide receiving core. I know Juju's out, but they still have Claypool um, there, and I think that's about it. But um, he's still getting his he's still getting his targets, and he's still he's still making plays out there, and they use him in the running game too. Yeah, man, that's uh, he's. All right, Eric, go ahead. Call me crazy for calling Call him about crazy, this CD. <laughs> yeah, no, you aren't you crazy, are crazy, man. But uh, no, I, I believe it too. Yeah, I believe it. Um, He's good, and we'll talk about that trade a little later. Um, so Deontay Johnson and one more player. Man, the, the Vikings are putting a spanking on the Steelers right now. They are having a good night. Uh, one more player that we want to talk about, DeAndre Swift. He's going to be coming back uh, hopefully this week. If not, next week they have Denver, Arizona, Atlanta, and Seattle. Swift is killing it with the catches. He's been getting the touchdowns as normal, um, even with Jamal Williams uh, coming in, guys. What do you think with DeAndre Swift? Can he be a league winner? You know, went in the fourth or fifth round in some leagues and is still top five running back. Needs to stay healthy. If he can, yeah, if he can stay health, healthy, absolutely is going to be a league winner. Um, they clearly want to use him. Finally, a Detroit coach that wants to use one running back. <laughs> I mean. Um, kneecaps. 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 <laughs> but, yeah, it, it all comes down to whether he can stay on the field. How cool is that that they got their first win? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, no, it wasn't. It, no, it, it was cool. It was cool because you know you don't want him to have another undefeated season uh, inverse. But uh, the way they did it was pretty cool. Uh, the Vikings had to come back. They scored what was like a minute and a half left, and the golf just went down the field. And can we talk uh, about that last? That the defense that the Vikings ran on that last play. What what was that? It's like they were they wanted them to score, man. I don't it's know. It's like it's like it's like they told their all their DBs to go to the sideline, go to the back of the end zone and stand there and then run run towards the goal line. It made no sense. 
I just want to rub yeah. Anthony's face because he lost a lot of money on him. <laughs> it was a rough. It was a rough day uh, with, with the Lions doing that. But uh, no, so so that's that's good for for the Detroit to to get that final win for them. Now uh, let's move on here, guys, to the Mafia Market. It's about that time. Oh, actually, I want to talk one one more time about the so CMC being injured, Derrick Henry getting injured, Delvin Cook getting injured. Uh, Keenan, you've kind of been skeptical on CMC the last few years, and Derrick Henry due to all these touches. That narrative now of the elites and players, running backs especially, getting a lot of heavy touches, it's going to be scaring people away. And do you still feel even more so now that, you know, once, these, once these players hit a certain threshold, you're you're really not going to have any more in Dynasty, or you got to be skeptical? Once, once they have their great year, you got to move them. Their value is never going to be any higher. I've said it, and I'll say it again. Just like Derrick Henry last year. Imagine if you moved Derrick Henry after last season. What is his value from last season to now? I mean, it, in my opinion, pri- well, you mean prior to the injury or now with the injury? No, no prior to, after last season, and now with the injury. Lost, he's yeah, lost I mean, in value. He's yeah. he's going to be a year, another year older. He's he- you can't predict injuries, though. You can't predict like, injuries. This is the thing. I'm not predicting injuries. I'm just predicting. I'm just saying if if he, he if they have this great uh, this great year like CMC did a couple couple seasons ago, and Derrick Henry had last year, that is your chance to move them because once one injury or one bad year happens, their value is never the same as as it was that that after their big season after their big season. Freaking uh, Pope offered me Derrick Henry for Javante Williams. Straight up said, no, thank you. Yeah. No, thank you. I'll take Javon. I'll take my chance with Javante Williams for the next yeah. five years. I guess I just, I see some people thinking that Derrick Henry got hurt because he's, no, I'm he's not... run down and washed up. And it's like, you he... clearly saw this year. He was still fantastic. He was still Derrick... amazing. Could Derrick Henry um... come back next year and have a great year? I'm sure he will. Yes, he probably yeah. will. Absolutely. But the problem is when you're playing dynasty fantasy football, you gotta cap you gotta capitalize in those opportunities to to get the, the most value, especially if you're rebuilding. If you're rebuilding, you gotta it's you gotta move move on for, from from that. Yeah. From that. It, you know, it's if you're rebuilding, absolutely. But I guess that's the difference because like if you're a contender though, even but if you're a contender though, let's say you're a contender and someone offered you Clyde Edwards Hilaire and I don't know, throw in some wide receiver that's that's up and coming. Let's say the kid from the, the kid from the Jets, Elijah, Elijah Moore. For well, how about who? maybe we should start the, like is CMC what's is he even a top five running back for you guys anymore? I told you last week he wasn't for me. Yeah, so this is what I was trying to say though. He is because when he's healthy, it's not like he's not good. Like he's not run down. He's not old and washed up. When he's healthy, he's the number one running back. So he's going to retain his value. Derrick Henry, I understand. Um, you know, he doesn't get those catches. So he's not like CMC where CMC is probably going to have a little bit longer career. And I would agree with that. But. I don't know. Well, it's, you're saying when he's healthy, that's, I think, Keenan's point is the last two seasons, what's he played? Six games? I was just about to look that up. So that's the I, tough yeah, part. I, that, that is tough, but 
then that's where you go back to where you you can't predict injuries. I guess if you if you're worried about those injuries, yeah, move him, but don't do it right now. Wait until the off season. Um, yeah, yeah, both I mean, these I mean, guys. Both these guys do not. I mean, unless you're a like strong contender and you need to move them to get a very strong piece for right now. Um, like if you can move CMC for, oh, maybe like a Nick Chubb. Do you think you can do that right now, straight up, or maybe not? Maybe I, I, obviously not. To I've a been contender. seeing people not to no, a contender. I, but. <laughs> I've been seeing people who want Chubb plus. I'm sorry, yeah, uh, CMC, CMC plus for Chubb. Oh really? Um, yeah, and it's that's where I'm wondering. Like he's getting to that point where is he? Is I he guess top, that makes that, sense. That's not like, even top five. That's like is he even top ten now? When you talk about that. that that's another tough thing around this time of the year when you're talking about trading for picks is right before playoffs right now. Yeah. The players are going to be way more valuable no matter what. Um, yeah. People and people, so I guess are that's understandable. but if you find somebody who's not a contender, they're out of playoffs and they have an older, like good running back, for example, Nick, Nick Chubb's not necessarily older, but I think he's 25 now, maybe. Um, or maybe an Austin Eckler or somebody, um, and they might move him for a, a Henry or a CMC. Well, with, with the values that we are just talking about, um, that actually will move us over to uh, to talk about the other trades we've made so far. So let's get into our Mafia market. Uh, so, CM, well, let me ask you, CMC's value on a pick scale, guys. It, we talked about it last year about three first. Is that tough? For you to still say three firsts, is a player still worth three firsts for you? That's a lot. Of, that's a lot that you got to invest for a player that that's played three full games in the last two years. Then is it three? It's a lot. Uh, I. That's well, I mean, is it three games, not six, right? Three full games. Yeah, yeah but I mean, crazy. he's play, he's played in he's played six games, but he's played three full games yeah. in two years. That's a it's a lot. It's a big investment. I mean. As a CMC owner, though, I just I feel like I can't see myself giving up less that's, than two first. Well, that's right? the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. You're not you're not going to get the value if you're trying to trade him. You're not getting the value, and if you're if you're trying to trade for him, you're you're thinking you're giving up too much. Yeah, and that's where I think you made your point earlier. Try and get a player with him, like try and get a proven player because that pick plus a proven player. If you don't hit the pick and you still got the player or a player you think is up and coming, I mean that's helpful for you. You know, like you said, Keen Elijah Moore. If if he I winds think- up becoming a wide receiver one. You know. I think if you're trading CMC today, I think you're losing any 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 trade. It's just his, the value's not there, and I think well, the, I think it's going to scare people away. Yeah. Well, well, all right. Let's move on to one of our first trades here. We were just talking about Elijah Moore. This is like Gurley um, a couple years ago. Remember when I had yeah, Gurley? Injury. Yeah. Trying trying to trying to move Gurley. People want Gurley. They wanted Gurley because I'd be like, oh, he's on the block. And the trades I'm getting, I'm like, well. I'll just keep him because that's I don't see the value there and and if he has a couple good couple more good if he has a couple good games I could then try to trade him again. Um, it, it's a risk reward I guess, but I mean if you're if I don't know I just I, I'm not saying that CMC and Henry are at girly level yet. Yeah, not, I just I don't think not. you should trade CMC right now. I think the second he is healthy again, whether it's the off season, whatever. I mean, it's going to be the off season, but the yeah, second he's serious. healthy again. His value is going to jump right back up because yeah. when he is healthy, he is the I, RB one. I I want to look up how many carries he's had in when he was in when he played for staff Stanford and how many carries he's had this year. And 
and see how that how that is with how how that compares to other running backs throughout the NFL and and when they started slipping because he he had a lot of touches in in college too guys yeah yeah he did that is that's a fair point um, all right, so our first trade involves Elijah Moore, a couple of young wide receivers. So Elijah Moore and Kadarius Tony for Deontay Johnson and a 22 second. What side hey, you got I, here, Keenan? I mean, we just talked about Johnson being a wide receiver too. I, I got Johnson. What was it? Deontay Johnson and a 22 second for Elijah Moore and Kadarius Tony. Wasn't it two seconds? No, just one. I was shocked. I was yeah, shocked. Man. Right now, I think it's definitely the Deontay side. I know this is Big Ben's last year, though, and I love me Elijah Moore. So I don't think it's the worst, especially with what Elijah's been doing. Um, and you know I love Zach Wilson, too. So I don't think it's terrible, but I think you definitely lost out on value. Yeah, so I made the trade here, and uh, I'm out of the playoffs in that league. The other person's in the playoffs. I said, hey, here's a playoff. It, it wasn't the original offer. There were some picks that were trying to get involved. Um, but now I'm out of the playoffs. That person's trying to get a push, like I said. I wanted some young wide receivers. Deontay's only 25, probably getting into his prime. And, yeah, Big Ben's not going to be there, but Zach Wilson might be an issue. Um, but, you know, I really like Kadarius Tony as well. I had a few extra seconds, so I felt like I could maybe – throw that second in there just to sweeten the pot. Um, I agree with you both, though. I definitely undervalued Deontay Johnson, but I kind of have a little bit extra wide receiver room. And I think I think if it was without that pick, you're getting really close. I think that 22 second kind of throws it way more over the edge. Um, you know, like a car going off Niagara Falls or something. But Did you try to, uh, did you, did you try to get a first out of it? Too soon. <laughs> um, that was messed up. No, so my, my first uh, – <laughs> My first uh, offer was to get a – I think it was to try and get a first or two. A first and a second for Deontay was what it was. So I, that's why I feel like when I was turned down from that angle, I felt like it was a better switch to just go for some players, younger, some youth. Um, so I did feel good about that in the end. <clears throat> but, uh, okay, so, all right, not too bad of value. All right, let's move on to another trade here. We've got Elvin Kamara – and Jerry Judy for Michael Thomas, CEH, and Cam Akers. So I'll say that again. Elvin Kamara and Jerry Judy for Michael Thomas, CEH, and Cam Akers. So two of the three aren't playing on that side currently. Um, so I'm sure there is some roster construction and some team construction here at play, but what side do you guys have? I think I'm the Kamara Judy said. I am too because I made that trade. <laughs> I, um, I, I actually am going with the other side, the MT CEH and Acres. But I'll let you talk, Keenan, because it was your trade. It's just I'm loaded in that league. I got Tyreek Hill. I got Debo Samuel. Samuel. I got um, I got the kid from Cincinnati. Um, can't think of his name. Uh, Chase. I'm just loaded at wide receiver. I needed another running back for this playoff push. Why not have why not have Kamara with Austin Eckler and uh Jonathan Taylor? Kind of pretty, huh? It's very pretty. And 
I just I I don't need acres. I had those running backs. I mean, it just it made sense to me. Um, and I I am and we we talked about the Broncos a lot this episode, but I think they get a I think they get a wide receiver or a wide receiver. I think they get a quarterback this year, and I think I think Judy's going to have more value than Ceh um, than Ceh by next next year when we talk about when we'll. we'll the next, next, next year this time, um, I think Judy has more value than Ceh. They just don't use Ceh at the, as much right. as I thought when I when I drafted Ceh at one one, and Taylor at one two. I honestly thought I had the one of the best one two punch uh, running backs in in the league. Um, they don't use them. They and they don't have to. And do, do I blame them for not using them? No. Yes, I do. But they just don't use them. Yeah, the touchdowns are scarce with him, but. Um, I agree with you fully with this is a trade being made that can go either way that you are going to review next year and say, oh, did that or did this? But you're right. Looking at it at face value, Akers might not come back and start. MT might never be the same if he stays with the Saints. You know, they've lost. He hasn't been able to play without Drew Brees yet. Um, And, you know, you get Kamara and Judy, Judy up and coming. So I definitely see both sides because Akers can very much hit next year. CEH could rebound and MT's doing well. Um, or all five of these guys are doing well. So I, I think for what you need to do, the moves being made is good. I think the value is good. Um, yeah, I'm a fan of that trade. How about you, Eric? Yeah, like, like I said, I'm going the Kamara Judy, mainly because, like I said earlier, I think the Broncos have a very good chance of getting a very good quarterback in this offseason, and that alone will, in my opinion, put the Kamara Judy side over the top. Deshaun um, Watson. Yeah, Deshaun, whether it's Deshaun Watson, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, I think all three of them are going to want to go there. Yeah, it's um, attractive place right now. Uh, let's stick with uh, one more Kamara trade that we have. It's Terry McLaurin and a 22 first for Elvin Kamara. I initially I was on the Kamara side, but as as the week as the last couple weeks went by, I I think it's pretty even. I think I think McLaurin's a great wide receiver. Um, I think they also have a good chance of getting a, a good running or wide receiver this this next off season. And you got that first. Um, I, I, it's pretty even. It's even. Yeah, it's really unfortunate how many wide receivers continue to get tied to that quarterback, and it's like yeah. that's uh, that's all they need to get over that little hump to become that wide receiver one, that star that we're all waiting for. KJ um, Osborne's having a career year or a career day. Yeah, you know that's that's good for him. He was expected to to step in and fill a good role. Um, Tyler Conklin, I would hope, would get a little bit more targets. Um, you know, in that trade, I made that one as well. I I feel like Kamara. You know, whenever you're getting Kamara or some type of receiving running back, and you're moving a wide receiver with that, I always feel good about it a little bit because I feel like I'm replacing some of those receptions on top of getting that rushing production that's already coming through with it. Uh, Kamara is a touchdown machine. Uh, and, you know, getting rid of that first, which I would hope to be middle or, or, or later, uh, will certainly be helpful. But, yeah, I agree with you value-wise. I like it. Um, I don't think it's an underpayment for Kamara uh, because, I, like I said, I don't think he's top five anymore. He's quite borderline top five. And it's just tough. If he was, if he was third or fourth for you coming into this season, I don't think after seeing what DeAndre Swift, JT, uh, potentially Javante Williams, what those kind of guys are doing, I don't know if you can sit there and continue to say Kamara's top five. So, We'll see, um, but I would hope McLaurin can jump it. But yeah, I, I I felt like it was a good trade as well. 
And I got one more that I did. You guys are a little lazy this week, man. What the hell are you doing? I got, man, I'm a big busy guy. But I was talking to you guys in the chat about this, looking for some advice. Only one of you guys gave me some advice. So we already know what Eric thought, but he can repeat that. Uh, but it was A.J. Brown and a 22 first for Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I'll repeat it, Ray. Yes, sir. Um, so these were my thoughts on it. This is another one where it's if I'm if I'm a strong contender, like I was telling Antonio, I'm keeping Tyreek Hill because the only thing that matters is winning championships. And right now, Tyreek Hill is going to give you a much better opportunity at that. However, if I'm rebuilding. I'm easily taking the AJ Brown side. Um, and that's why if I'm a contender, it's tough for me to pass on this um, as a Tyree kill owner. But again, I mean, if you, all that matters is winning a championship. And if you're a strong contender and you have Tyree kill, um, you, you can't just right now downgrade to AJ Brown, in my opinion. I'm, I'm with that. I'm with Eric. Yeah. I'm with Eric. I, I do, I'm a huge Tyreek Hill guy. Um, I do love I do love Brown and I do love that first, but Tyreek Hill is just a, he's he's just different, man. So he is different. AJ Brown is also different. Five years younger, four years younger. But the 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 thing that I have with Tyreek Hill because we talked about that earlier, the guy's having a career year right now. Even with the 17th game, regardless of the 17th game, Tyreek Hill. He's having a career year in catches and targets that he's about to surpass probably this week. But he probably will not surpass his career high in fantasy points, touchdowns, or yards. That is currently worrying me. Um, I did an article this offseason where if Tyree Kill can get 10 targets a game, can he be the wide receiver one? Because he had never gotten that. Finally this year, he's getting that. He's very close to the wide receiver one, but he's only got 11 yards per car- yards per catch right now. His career high, his career is 14. The last time he had under 14 was 20, 26, 2017, his, his second year. So that's the only thing that scares me is all the catches and yards he's getting this year is great. Can I, uh, you can, can certainly just, interject. How's Patrick Mahomes fantasy are going? Fantastic, actually. Is it? Yeah. He's how's doing it? well, just normal. All right. Well, how's it? Uh, how's how many points are they, How many points are his the offense putting up? So he's on pace for to beat his career points by five right now. Uh, Tyreek okay. Hill with that seventeenth game, so he is on pace to beat his fantasy points. It's not his uh, per game. But my point but what worries is, me is the yards. The, the Chiefs are struggling to score points, or they had struggled to score points. They were. Start, they had a little to start the season. Yeah. Imagine if they weren't. Imagine if they were putting up thirty points a game. Hey, that'd be nice to see. I mean, Mahomes. No, 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 it wouldn't. Because well, no, they are not for right for the yeah. Bills. Um, I mean, yeah, Mahomes, his, uh, his yards per attempt is a little lower than it has been. But I just feel like that's been the offense as a whole. They have not that's, been going downfield. We've talked about that. That's the point. They haven't, but you can't continue to do that forever. We're no, seeing that happen in Buffalo. And I think they'll adjust. I think I, I think they'll adjust eventually. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Is, no, no worries. So I know you, you're worried because it's his career year and you don't think he's ever going to do that good again. But as again, as what I was telling you, yesterday or earlier whenever it was what a lot of people fail to realize is wide receivers they're in their true prime between ages 27 to 29 this dude is already amazing and entering his prime with patrick mahomes as his quarterback 
I don't care if he's not going to have his career year. There's no reason that he is not going to be a top three to five wide receiver for at least the next three years. Um, yeah. And, the way I and, but I get it. Like Brown. I said, like I said, if I'm rebuilding, I'm easily taking the AJ Brown side. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm out of the playoffs but, in that league. Tyreek Hill was to help boost. In my mind, AJ Brown is a younger, better version of Tyreek Hill. By better, I mean touchdown producer. He's got one of the highest uh, touchdowns per game uh, rate of anybody in the history. Calvin Ridley's up there too, by the way, just to let you know. And Tyree Kill's also up there. So, yeah, one of them has Mahomes is a big difference. But I got the first on top, and I, I dropped down a few years. But I don't disagree. Tyree Kill's going to be a top three to five for the rest of, uh, you know, three or four years. But that was where my argument came in where if he's going to have a career year and not finish as number one, he's never finished as number one. My only worry is when's that year going to finally come? And I feel like AJ Brown has a way better opportunity moving forward. So I'm not saying get rid of Tyreek Hill if you have him. I'm not saying be worried about him. That's definitely not what I'm saying. All I'm saying is if you have an opportunity to move Tyreek Hill to get a young wide receiver plus, I don't know why you would. Like if you can get a DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson probably not. Um, he's probably the only one that might not. But if you can get CeeDee Lamb plus, the trade's not um, bad for your team. You got it's, you got it's go, not. You got good value, but I. I yeah, I, I still rather have Hill. That's that's and, and I don't blame it at all. Yeah. yeah, I don't blame it at all. Um, so yeah, that 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 that's good, man. That's good. I appreciate that. Some good input, some good feedback on the trades. Um, so before we close this up here, guys, make sure you're following us all on Twitter. Uh, you can find uh the uh, podcast at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. You can follow me at Antonio Denisi FF, Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six, and Eric at Biggie underscore FF. Uh, make sure to check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Dynasty Mafia podcast. You can subscribe to get notified every time we are coming on. Make sure to hit the like buttons. They help us out. Uh, and tell your friends. Tell whomever, you know. So appreciate you guys again for listening. Do you guys have any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, what's on your hat? Oh, man, it took you the whole episode to ask? Dude, this is one of the first hats I ever bought. It's I could, uh, I could see Thanksgiving. You yeah, Thanksgiving versus Christmas hat. Santa why can I why can I see you wearing that down the hallways right now? In this a, was literally because I did because I totally did. This was yeah. the first uh, flat room hat I ever bought, and I got it over at New Era because we got the headquarters here in Buffalo. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was pretty entranced. I'm not going to tell you how much I paid for this hat because when I first bought it, thirty but, bucks, dude. It was like eighty bucks. Eighty dollars, dude. Look at the designs. Of, this thing is like this thing is legit. This thing is etched. I barely ever wear it. Eighty dollars again. I was like sixteen, you know. That's what. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't have bills or anything. I no, I get that. Again, that Wegman's money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks again <coughs> for listening. Uh, have a good week fourteen. Best of luck. Hit us up on Twitter with any start sick questions. Uh, and as usual, we'll be posting our stress and impresses on Sunday morning. Uh, without further ado, good luck, Mafia out.